The WBEN All Local. All Local. A daily look at what's happening in Buffalo, Western New York, and the world. I'm Susan Rose. I'm Brian Mazarowski. A rape allegation against an asylum seeker in Cheektowaga once again propelling the migrant issue into the political forefront. WBEN's Brayton Wilson here with the latest. Erie County District Attorney John Flynn said Tuesday 26-year-old Jesus Guzman Bermudez of Venezuela was arrested this past Friday and charged with rape, unlawful imprisonment, and endangering the welfare of a child after he allegedly raped a woman he knew in their hotel room in front of their three-year-old child. Erie County Legislator Frank Frank Todaro says this was a situation with migrants in the region that he had been crossing his fingers to hope this would not happen. This is a problem. This is going to be a security risk for the United States, a security risk for Erie County. Our county executive is allowing asylum seekers to come in, red carpets rolled out, and one of the main concerns is we don't have any paperwork, any documentation from the actual country where this person that is seeking asylum is coming from that can show us their history if they have a crime history, their health records. We don't have any of this. Todaro was among a number of local lawmakers who addressed the allegations on Tuesday. As a result of this news, Todaro further questioned the response of Erie County Executive Mark Polencars, as he now feels is the time for Polencars to speak up on the matter and provide more clarity for the public. This was also a concern for GOP candidate for Erie County Executive this fall, Chrissy Casilio. Mark brought this crisis to our community. Our concerns are real and valid, and now Cheektowaga, Amherst, and Hamburg bear this burden. For months, the community has been asking for a safety plan to which we've been met with silence and indifference. Make no mistake, this is going to get worse. In a statement on Tuesday, Polencar says any asylum seeker who shatters the sacred trust placed in them by violating the law, including against a fellow asylum seeker, as in this matter, should be swiftly prosecuted and deported after they are punished for their crimes. Brayton Wilson, WBEN.com News. All right, Brayton, thank you for that. It was the topic of discussion at a packed Chictawaga town board meeting last night. Currently, more than 500 migrants being housed in three different hotels in Chictawaga. Town leaders last night say they're concerned hotels are operating as shelters, not as hotels. It could be a violation of zoning laws and town codes as they look for a way around what's going on there. The board approved a resolution to have town building inspectors investigate the situation and report back. Town leaders considering seeking an injunction to prohibit more migrants from coming to Chittawaga. A plan in Ohio to change how that state's constitution gets amendment got stopped in its track at the polls. Alex Perchet in Columbus. After a massive turnout at the polls, Ohio voters rejecting a measure that would have made it harder to pass an amendment protecting abortion rights. Voters striking down a Republican measure that would have required a 60% supermajority to change the Constitution instead of a simple majority. It was a critical vote ahead of an election this November where voters will consider a constitutional amendment guaranteeing access to abortion. All right, about 700,000 voters voted early in the state of Ohio on that measure. Well, chilling new information about a school shooting that involved a six-year-old boy, Allison Kosick, on the documents that were just made public yesterday. The boy accused of shooting his teacher in a Newport News, Virginia classroom earlier this year allegedly admitted doing it. According to newly released court documents, after a bullet hit first grade teacher Abby's Werner in the hand and chest, the six-year-old said... I shot that expletive dead, and I did it. I got my mom's gun last night. Chilling stuff. The boy also once choked another teacher. 
As revealed in those documents, his mother, pleading guilty to weapons charges, also expected to answer to a child neglect charge next week. The Erie County Fair kicks off its run today. Among the many things to see and do there over the next 12 days is a moving new exhibit. WBEN's Max Ferry takes us inside. The Tunnel to Tower Foundation's 9-11 Never Forget mobile exhibit arrived ceremoniously to the Erie County Fair on Tuesday, escorted by local law enforcement, firefighters, and other first responders. This 83-foot tractor-trailer transforms into an 1,100-square-foot exhibit to educate the public and pay tribute to all those who lost their lives on the tragic day of September 11, 2001. Billy Puckett, field manager of the exhibit, has been driving the exhibit for the last eight years all across the United States and Canada, sharing the stories, the pieces left behind, and the history that comes with one of the scariest terrorist acts the United States has ever seen. Over the years, the popularity uh, increased of the exhibit, and we pretty much 12 months a year. Uh, we do fairs, festivals, you name it. We, we do just a, a genre of everything now. It's pretty neat. This year we will have approximately about 750,000 people have gone through the exhibit in, in 10 years. And everything inside of it came, came from ground zero. World Trade Center steel, aluminum facade from the buildings, radio transmission recorders from the towers, as well as items found in the rubble. There is much to see and stories to be shared inside the exhibit. Available to view at the Erie County Fair today through August. 14th outside the show place. It's very impactful. You see a lot of emotion from people when when they come in and you know it's it's huge therapy to talk about it and to uh, tell the stories and which there are tremendous a tremendous amount of stories that that are out there. You can hear my full extended interview with Billy at WBEN.com. This is Max Ferry for WBEN.com News. The hours for the Erie County Fair 11 a.m. to 10 p.m. Each day for the next 12 days. So starts at, gates open at 11 for everybody. Midway opens at noon, I believe, each day of the fair. But everybody who's involved in getting things underway is already there oh, yeah. and hard at work this morning with the fair. That includes everyone who's taking care of all the animals. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to forget. You got the food, the rides, you know, all the shows, the attractions, things that are going on. There's, There's you know, the animals, hours. the old school uh, fair stuff is happening there. I mean, these people are... They're milking the cows right now. Yeah, right? They're, they're up early. They're taking care of the animals. Um, and they're there like around the clock. So kicks off a busy week for all of them. Good luck to everybody involved in the fair. And it should be a lot of fun. Probably big crowds. Perfect weather. I was just going to say, their today opening day. The opening. Couldn't ask for a better day. Tomorrow, eh, you know. Maybe not so much. So uh, today, yeah. good day. And, you know, the weekend should be pretty fun, too, over weather-wise at the fair. So enjoy the fair while it's here and kicks off a little bit later on today. A major recall involving some popular Jeep models. Chrysler is recalling more than 44,000 Jeep SUVs because the side curtain airbags may not deploy. The National Highway Traffic Safety Administration says that could increase the risk of injury in a crash. Included in the recall, certain 2022 through 23 Jeep Wagoneers and Grand Wagoneers. NHTSA says the interior trim on the upper B pillar, which supports the roof, may not be fully seated, and that could interfere with the deployment of the side curtain airbag. Chrysler says it will inspect all affected vehicles and perform all necessary fixes. Daria Albinger, ABC News. All right. And he created the dance craze going strong for more than 20 years. Now DJ Casper is dead. Get, get, 
When you hear that at a wedding or bar mitzvah or homecoming celebration, you know everyone's about to rush to the dance floor to do the cha-cha slide. Right foot, let's the song released 23 years ago by DJ Casper, who died Tuesday, no official cause of death. But Casper, real name Willie Perry Jr., had been battling cancer for several years. The cha-cha slide was originally created by Casper as an aerobic exercise for his nephew, a personal trainer at a fitness club. It's now a staple of black American culture and beyond. The song's hashtag has over a billion views on TikTok. DJ Casper was 58. Take it back now, y'all. Jason Athenson, ABC News. Hollywood. Well, sad news yesterday. Yeah. I, um, I'm interested. He said, uh, everyone hears that and rushes to the dance floor. Is that true? I, I think it has the opposite effect. I, I think it's really? a 50 50. I think people, when they hear that, they, oh, yeah. they get up, they get going. I think that's a game changer amongst yeah. all ages, and it's taken the place of the electric slide, yeah. the Macarena, the hustle. Right. You hear the cha-cha slide. I mean, I'm sure there are some people, they hear any dance song. They're like, yeah, it's time to go get I my seat. I think it's split. I think it's 50-50. I agree with you that it, it depends. It if has... you go to If you go to a wedding or something with a lot of stuck-up people, yeah, it probably is 50-50. It was the next in the oh, with a lot of stuck-up people. Like, you know, that's every wedding. <laughs> You're going to have like a bunch of people <laughs> who don't want to dance. So, I mean, uh, I, it's the minority of people you see on the dance floor, most weddings. Maybe. I mean, dance floors at some weddings are really small, so. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Use the square footage of the dance. But I, I agree. It's taken up. Uh, it was the electric slide, the Macarena, then the cha-cha slide. I don't know what's... I'm sure there's... Well, the Cupid Shuffle, there. but I believe the Cupid Shuffle did not last as long. The cha-cha slide has come back to the prominent dance song. But yeah. like those other songs, I think it is evenly. You have people who love it, rush it, and you have people who absolutely hate it. I mean, that was true of the Macarena. It was true of the electric slide. True. That I think it's split down the middle. I think the cha-cha 50, slides 50. better than the Macarena, but I agree with what you're saying. 50-50, whether uh, you got people up and going or not. Your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast. Partly mostly sunny skies today. Chance for a shower or two to pop up inland away from the lake. Temperatures near 80. For tonight, clouds on the increase and rain arrives toward Thursday morning. Overnight lows in the mid-60s on Thursday. Expect scattered showers and thunder showers with highs in the upper 70s. With your exclusive WBEN 7 weather forecast, I'm Chief Meteorologist Aaron Minkowski. Joining us live is Cheektowaga Town Councilman Brian Nowak this morning. Brian, thank you. Um, what is your level of concern right now about migrants being housed in Chictawaga? You know, the incident that was in the news yesterday with the gentleman from Venezuela, that was a domestic incident, uh, all within the confines of a hotel. We've got nearly 600 folks here. The vast majority of them have been law-abiding to this point, have bothered no one, and have done nothing wrong. And it's, it's one incident that is... Uh, rightfully so, gaining a, a lot of attention here. And in that case, you know, the individual was detained, arraigned, held without bail, as he should have been. And folks that are breaking the law, uh, in, in any of these circumstances, regardless, regardless of their citizenship status, should be held to account. Um, last night at the town board meeting, um, and I'll let you kind of uh, say what some of the concerns expressed were by some of the residents who turned out, but one of those would have been safety. In your mind, given what you just said, is that being addressed here and it would show by the arrest of this individual? I do think safety is being addressed. And, you know, we've got situations where there are legitimate complaints, but they're not making it, they're not making them over to the police department or our dispatch. So, 
that there are folks that have, you know, that are it, it dealing with uh, trespassing on the property and things like that. I'd encourage them to call the non-emergency number or 911 uh, related to Chicktawaga police. Some town leaders, including the supervisor, Brian, are concerned that hotels are operating as shelters and not as hotels, which would be a violation of uh, zoning laws and town codes. What do you make of that? Well, last night we had to amend the resolution that we had on the agenda relating to code enforcement and zoning. And oddly enough, the title was changed and the word zoning was taken out of the title. It suggests that there may not be any zoning violations whatsoever. Uh, One of the issues I have with this item is it was just thrown on our agenda Thursday. No specific code violations or zoning violations were cited. And our, our, our code enforcement officer, the man in charge, said he was not aware of any zoning violations or code violations. This is the guy we hire to interpret this stuff. He's the area expert. Um, so to that, I just say, show me the chapter and verse. And as of this morning, you know, there's been certain language cited that I'm still not certain if it's directly relevant to that. People may feel that way, but the law is the law, and you've got to show a direct connection. It appears some members of the board would be seeking an injunction to prohibit more migrants from coming into Cheektowaga. How likely do you think that effort is to go forward, and would it make much of a difference? This is largely a state-driven program. Uh, Can the town really do much, if anything? I'm waiting for interpretation from uh, code enforcement in the law department based on some of the new, uh, let's say, codes or state-level laws being cited. But there's an executive order that was issued, Executive Order 28, uh, at the state level. And part of what that does is suspend certain real property laws in state laws to kind of make it less challenging for folks to take up residence in these hotels and establish landlord-tenant relationships for example. So it, it, and it's a case-by-case example. Like our, uh, this, uh, our case was compared to a case in the town of Orangetown. In that case, there was court action taken before folks took residence. In this case, we've, got, we've had folks in the hotels before we've taken any action. And, you know, as the folks came into Chitawaga, we had less warning than they did in Orangetown. So each of the specific cases are different. And that's on the courts to decide because the specifics of the cases, the facts of the cases across the state are all different. What is this costing the town to have these migrants here? In terms of direct town taxpayer dollars, nothing yet. But after our action last night, the irony of all this is that it actually might cost some town taxpayer dollars in regards to defending ourselves from potential litigation for whatever could come our way. But there are indirect costs in, in, in terms of calls for service from the police department. It's a burden on the fire service as well, the volunteer fire service. They have to respond to some of the calls at these hotels. And there are, other, there are costs through the state and the federal government, too. So every town resident is a taxpayer, and it, it's an indirect cost in that regard. What, in, as far as you know, what sort of activity... Are, is there with the migrants right now? You know, this uh, alleged incident took place in the hotel room where these people are staying. I, are, are people traveling? Are they allowed to travel much further than the confines of the hotel they're at? I mean, is there a visible presence around Chictawaga or is it strictly in three buildings? Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're not incarcerated, so they do have the, some freedom of movement like any, you know, like any Canadian, let's say, would have here. 
Uh, I mean, and, and there are some quality of life issues taking place where, where folks are seeing uh, folks, uh, the, the, some asylum seekers coming door to door, soliciting employment and, and things like that. And, you know, being in their yards. And, and that's a concern to me. So, again, I say if you've got those kind of things going on, call the non-emergency number at Chitawaga or call 911 uh, so we can get law enforcement out there to kind of mitigate those sorts of issues. And more, you know, the hotels are already taking some action to minimize those types of situations. And one of the things I'll be working on this week is to ensure that they're adjusting the, the actions that they're taking to minimize this even more. Brian, I would uh, think that some of these migrants are school age. Is this going to impact schools starting next month? It's absolutely going to impact schools because we've got a number of children here, and we're not certain how many are are in which particular school districts, and they'll remain there. Uh, There's a state law, uh, a federal law, rather, called McKinney-Vento, that if somebody is not housed, that they have a right to attend a school district within certain bounds. I'm not certain that that if that applies to children here i got to look into that to make sure how that applies but they could live in one school district and, and attend another depending on where residents established to begin with and there may even be tweaks to those local laws there may be a state law so there's a lot of unanswered questions in that regard but i'd add that we already have folks in school districts in in our town where english isn't their first language because we have naturalized uh, folks or or new citizens where their English isn't too great. So it's, it, the schools have been addressing some of those types of issues already, but it's going to grow. Uh, you know, to wrap this up, is it safe to say at, at the end of the day you have uh, some concerns, some questions about the migrant program, but this incident is maybe being used more politically than uh, would you know arise to the concern that an average person in Chictawaga might have? I think the incident's absolutely being used politically, but at the, in the same vein, it's right for folks to have some concerns about public safety, regardless of the politics of things. And this was a domestic incident that was confined to the inside of the hotel, and yet was horrible. And nobody wants to see it happen. But you have folks out there that like to drum up for their for whatever their side is to say, "See, I was right about everything." And the world isn't just simply black and white; it's gray, and things are complicated. You know. So we're talking nearly 600 folks. This was one incident. You had a couple incidents of shoplifting. I'll tell you what, among the folks that are naturalized or American citizens or native-born, you have these types of issues, too, with all different communities, all different groups of people. And the goal is to make sure these things never happen. But, no, it's being drummed up, uh, and and, and they're legitimate. And I have one more, too. How would you vote if you had to today on a possible injunction to prohibit more migrants from coming to Chictawaga? Uh, based on what law and an injunction how. I mean, people just throw the word injunction out and say specifically on what ground. Uh, so yeah, I'd have to see the language. And this is just the thing is, you know, the language we get we were provi- provided at 5 o'clock was different than what we voted on at 7 o'clock because when we, once code enforcement was starting to actually be asked questions, and they weren't prior to the resolution at 5 o'clock yesterday, by the way. Code enforcement wasn't asked anything about this from the sponsor and the second on the item. So... The language changed. Show me the specifics, and we'll, that, that depends on uh, where I can go with something. Brian, appreciate the time uh, this morning. Brian Nowak, 
Cheektowaga council member joining us live talking about, well, what was the hot topic in front of the town board yesterday? That's the WBEN All Local. All new episodes are made available each weekday morning, produced by the award-winning WBEN Newsroom.